Welcome to Lompoc Foursquare Church's podcast. Enjoy the message. The grave could not hold him. Isn't that great? Death could not hold him. That's wonderful. It's the promise of resurrection and life, and it's our celebration today. Easter is not a location, it's a celebration. Wherever you are, we pray that you'll celebrate the resurrection of Jesus Christ in your lives. For Jesus lived for us, he died for us, and he rose again from the dead for us. Up from the grave, he arose with a mighty triumph over his foes. He arose victorious from the dark domain, and he lives forever with his saints to reign. And happy Easter. We welcome you wherever you're watching from this morning. So grateful that you're tuning into our 9.15 a.m. service. And, and somebody asked me, actually, I got a few text messages. Are you live? Yep, I'm live. 9.22 Pacific Standard Time, right here, talking to you from our sanctuary with these great letters behind me, H-O-P-E, hope. And that really is the word for today. Because when Jesus rose again from the dead, and when the disciples actually found out and believed, hope came and filled their hearts. You know, nobody yearns for a season of hard times or challenges to come, especially like the one we're in right now. But when you go through a season like we're going through, it really begs you to ask this question, what am I really counting on? What am I building my life on? What's my foundation? And it really reduces your life back to one thing. Do you believe in God or not? Do you believe in Jesus Christ, the Savior, or not? Do you believe in the power of the resurrection or not? I find it fascinating when a Buddha comes to the end of his life, here's what he says, strive and do not cease striving. And Jesus, at the end of his life, on Good Friday, says, it is finished. It's all been done and complete in me. You can strive all you want and never ever obtain righteousness or holiness. But through the cross of Jesus Christ and the blood that he shed for us, our faith in that very act allows us to be considered righteous. That's how pure Jesus the Savior was. And that's how powerful salvation is even today. What I want to encourage you to do is apply the faith you believe to the life you live. So if your faith is in God, then your faith will be stable and strong, even in the difficulties of life. But take that faith now and apply it to the life that you live. It's the resurrection of Jesus that really defines how priceless we are. You know, a lot of times people say, well, For God so loved the world, and we kind of look at it as an abstract. It's out there somewhere. But I want you to hear this today. For God so loved you. Right where you are, whatever you're facing, whatever's happened in your past, this God loved you so much, he gave Jesus to be the Savior for you. It makes it very personal, and we'll see in just a moment how personal the resurrection can be for us. But when Jesus Christ rises from the dead, the news had not yet reached the disciples. And in John chapter 20, verse 19, it says, It was late that Sunday evening, and the disciples were gathered together 
behind locked doors because they were afraid. Boy, we've heard about fear, haven't we? And preachers have preached, even I've preached it, that we need to live a life of faith over fear. But much like the fear that some of us are carrying in these days, the disciples had that fear. It was a monumental fear, so much so that they were quietly locked away. Why? They were afraid that just as Jesus was crucified, they'd be crucified next. I want to lock myself away too. They disbelieved the resurrection. No, they had seen the miracles of Jesus, how, how he loved people, how he raised the dead, caused the blind to see, made the lame to walk, and yet they couldn't believe the promise where he said, on the third day, I will rise again. See, Jesus has made promises to you and promises to me. But one of his greatest promises in this season is this, he will never leave us or forsake us. He's right there with you. Somebody sent me a text message the other day and said, Pastor, where is Jesus in the midst of a pandemic? I said, he's sitting right next to you. <laughs> and this person actually happened to be a believer, so I went on to say this, because of your belief in Christ, Jesus is right inside of you. The same power that caused Christ to rise from the dead dwells inside of you. That's a great, hopeful message today. And then the rest of John 20, verse 19 says, says that Jesus came and stood among them. And what does he say? He says, peace be with you. With all that was going on in the world, he went right to his very own people and told them, I know there's fear in your heart. And he brought peace to them. Could this be the word of the Lord to you today? Peace be to you. Peace be to your circumstance. Peace be to whatever you're facing. I know some of you are very concerned about tomorrow. Some of you are very concerned about your jobs. Some of you have lost your jobs. Some of you have no source of income, and you're running low on whatever is left in the bank account, if you have one. But I want you to know that, that more than just provision, though God will provide, He wants to do something for your soul today, to push away the headlines and speak into your heart, peace be with you. Eventually, the disciples buried their fear and got a dose of courage into their lives and went out and preached the gospel of Jesus Christ. The old song was resonating in my heart last night and early this morning. Because he lives, I can face tomorrow. Because he lives, all fear is gone. You see, it's not incumbent upon me to remove my fear, but it is incumbent upon me to open my heart to the one who can remove my fear, that peace would be in my life because that's what Jesus is speaking today. In 1 Corinthians 15, uh, verse 4, verse 6, it says that he was buried, referring to Jesus, that he, referring to Jesus, was raised on the third day according to the scriptures, and that he appeared to Cephas and then to the twelve. And after that, he appeared to more than 500 of the brothers and sisters at the same time, most of whom are still living, though some have fallen asleep or they've died. Over 500 people saw Jesus Christ rise from the dead. And in the Apostle Paul's day, whenever they would talk about Jesus, when they would gather together, people would say, that's right, I, I remember, I saw him heal the blind man. I saw him 
raise the girl from the dead. I saw him raise the boy from the dead. Oh, I heard him preach the word of God like no one else could preach. They were actually eyewitnesses to the life of Jesus. For Jesus is risen and active, not just in their lives historically, but in any life today that would believe in him and willingly trust in him. We need to apply the faith we believe to the life that we live. So when I think about all the disciples, there's one that stands out to me like no other. Why? Because I, I have a kindred spirit with Peter. Now, now, why would I be like Peter? Well, I've denied the Lord before. I've actually had times where I've said, God, you can count on me, and then I didn't come through. Peter said, Lord, I will never deny you. And we know that he'd only denied him once, but he denied him twice, and then he denied him a third time. Remember his story. After his failure, the third failure, the Bible records that Peter went out and wept bitterly, deep from his soul. And Jesus knew Peter at the core. He knew Peter would fall. He knew Peter would fail. And he knew that Peter was weak. But Jesus never stopped valuing Peter. And he never stops valuing you. Even in this season where maybe you've, you've doubted the Lord, or maybe you've had a season in your life where you've drifted from faith itself, the Lord welcomes you back. And maybe you've never given your life over to Christ to believe that he died for you and rose again from the dead and then applied that to your life. Well, today's a great day to do that. And how did Jesus prove his love to Peter? Well, you may remember in Mark 16, verse 6 and 7, the women come to the tomb and they meet the angel. And the angel says, do not be amazed. You're looking for Jesus, the Nazarene, who's been crucified. Good Friday. And he is risen, Easter. He's not here. Behold, here is the place where they laid him, past tense. But go and tell his disciples, and then we see these two impactful words, and Peter. Isn't that great? Don't forget Peter. Could I encourage you to put your name in there? Hey, go tell the disciples, and, and, and tell Jake, and tell Sierra, and tell Tom, and tell Randy, and Savannah, and Finn, and Ray, and Patty, and Dylan, and Tanner, and Ronnie, and Grace. My friend Holger and Matt, Joseph, Patrick, Ed, Brian, Linda, Tina, Betty, and Lori. Go tell them all. Put your name in there. Go tell my disciples and go ahead, say your name. Yeah, your name. Your name. Why? Because Jesus came to earth for you. Not just for the world, but specifically for you. And he lived his perfect and pure life for you. And he dies on a cross and says, it is finished for you. And then he rises again from the dead. Well, the news had not yet gotten to Peter. And, and he's there and he's afraid with the other disciples. But when the news comes to him that Jesus Christ is risen, can you imagine what he felt like? The lady said, but the angel told us, go and tell all the disciples. Oh, oh, and Peter. Peter, he said your name. Wow. Peter, 
Peter who wept bitterly because he denied the Lord. Peter who felt like a failure. Peter who felt like there was no redemption for him. And so when he gets this news, he runs to the tomb, the Bible says, and he looks inside, and he can't find Jesus. He just sees the linens that were were wrapping his body. He can't find him at all. Wow. What he must have thought. How he and the other disciples disbelieved the resurrection of Jesus. You remember when the women go to the tomb, they brought the leftover spices from Good Friday. You see, the sun was setting on Good Friday, and you can't work on the Sabbath from sundown Friday to sundown Saturday. It was against the law to work. So they had only partially embalmed Jesus with spices, and now on Sunday morning, here they are. Early in the morning, they're coming to embalm him with the rest of their spices, only to find out he's risen indeed. And now Peter looks inside the tomb, and it says that he ran to the tomb, and then he ran away in wonder. The Greek word wonder simply means to think over and over again and how to apply what he'd just seen to his life. It's kind of like our English word marinade, where you put a piece of chicken or a piece of meat inside a container, and there's oil and the spices or the soy sauce, whatever it is you use. It begins to take on the flavor of that in the meat. Well, Peter began to marinate. I like that word. He began to marinate on what he'd just seen, and it changed his life. Good Friday was good to him now. The resurrection was great to him now. He understood what it meant when Jesus said, I will rise again. And for Peter to hear his name spoken by the risen Savior changed his life forever. So much so that about 50 days later, when Pentecost had come, Peter starts to preach. And you know what he preaches about? The resurrection of Jesus. That's why we're preaching about it today. And every day, Paul teaches us to preach. And when we preach, he says, preach Christ crucified and preach Christ risen from the dead. Good Friday, wow, we're forgiven of all of our sins if we believe in what he did. And Easter Sunday, the power of hope and grace and love inside all of us. Make Easter personal for you. Let the Lord speak your name. Go tell my disciples and your name. You know, today is an opportunity for you to tell Jesus that you love him. Peter denies the Lord three times, and three times the Lord would ask Peter, do you love me? Do you love me? Do you love me? And Peter could respond to him, yes, Lord, you know that I do. Did Jesus need to ask him three times? No. But Peter needed to hear three questions, one for each one of his denials. That's how much Jesus cares about each and every person and each and every circumstance in your life. God's rolling away the stone. He's also rolling away the lies of our past. He's also rolling away our insecurity. He's also rolling away our fear about uncertainty about the future. 
We can trust in Jesus Christ. And that's not hype. A lot of people are motivational these days, trying to build up hype. No, I'm just wanting to give you hope. And what is hope? It's hope in Jesus that he loves you, that he died for you, that he rose again from the dead for you. Peter would write these words later in his life, 1 Peter chapter 1, 3, and 4. What a God we have, and how fortunate we are to have him, this Father of our Master Jesus, because Jesus was raised from the dead. We've been given a brand new life, and we have everything to live for, including a future in heaven. And the future starts now. God is keeping careful watch over us and over our future. And the day is coming when you'll have it all, life healed and whole. Today, Jesus is coming to you and to me. Today, he's inviting you to come to know him. We're going to pray in just a second. And if you've not ever given your life to Jesus, I pray you'll pray these words. And if you know today that your life has drifted from God, I pray you'll press in today. Not, not to be religious, but to have a relationship with the Lord that's vibrant and real and just as powerful as Easter itself and the resurrection of Christ. Would you pray these words after me? Jesus, I believe you came to earth for me. Jesus, I believe you came to earth for me. I believe you died on the cross for me. I believe you died on the cross for me. By the power of your crucifixion, by the power of your crucifixion, and the shedding of your blood, and the shedding of your blood, I can be forgiven, I can be forgiven and free. I repent of my sins. I repent of my sins. And I believe you died. I believe you died and rose again and rose again from the dead just for me. Jesus, I give you my life. Jesus, I give you my life. And may your power and may your power and the faith that I trust in you, the faith that I trust in you, Provide me, provide me with all that I need, with all that I need. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. We can apply our faith to the life that we live. God is with us. He's for us. Hey, before we go, I want to make our declaration together that we've been declaring through our Hope in the Dark series. So wherever you are and whoever you're with, would you... Just at the top of your voice, let's declare this together. We are building our lives on the promises of God. Because his word is unbreakable, our hope is unshakable. We do not stand on the problems of life or the pain in life. We stand on the great and precious promises of God. Let's repeat that last one. We stand on the great and precious promises of God. We hope you enjoyed today's message. Please visit us at mylfc.com for more information about our church. Thank you so much for listening.